You are listening to the Final Score Podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us once again, everyone. We are presented by PFP, Players Fitness and Performance, here in Frederick. Greg Swatek here with you, as always, of the Frederick News Post Sports Department. And uh, in just a couple of minutes, we'll welcome on uh, Frank Husson, a longtime softball coach at Urbana High School. Uh, we'll talk to Frank about how his career uh, got started as a softball coach uh, here in Frederick County and, and about his team uh, off, off to a, a, a fast 6-1 and one start this season. So I uh, look forward to having uh, Frank Husson on in a few minutes. Uh, but first, uh, John Cannon of the Frederick News Post Sports Department is uh, here to take a quick swing around the county. And, uh, and John, you've known Frank for a long time. Well, what, what, what do you think makes him such a good coach? Yeah, he just... Uh He's he's knowledgeable. I think I want to say pitching was a specialty as a pitching coach, and yeah. they, uh, he just uh, he runs a good program. I mean, they won he won a state title. It was twenty boy eleven. I gotta think. My, 20, my year, 2011, yeah. 2011, and uh, he's long. He was actually under Jeannie Provosto, his predecessor at Urbana, and they just always always have a really solid program in a in a county where it's hard to have a solid program because it's it's pretty competitive here. Right, and, and like we said, they're off to, they're off to a good start, uh, six and one. Uh, with a win over Walkersville this year, uh, they, they have a, a, a few good wins, and um, and they play in 4A, so they get to steer clear of a lot of the county schools um, uh, uh, in, in, in the playoffs. I, th- I think TJ uh, uh, got him the other day, mm-hmm. and, and he and TJ has a has a maybe a team to watch uh, this season. Urbana and Catoctin seem to be the teams in softball this year. Unfortunately, they don't. They're not going to play this season. Um, I, I, I guess uh, you, you've seen Catoctin, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, what, what, what struck you about what struck you about the Catoctin team this season? I mean, they're always how good. they strike the ball. Yeah, they yeah. always just just uh, hit the heck out of the ball year after year. I mean, they've been doing it for so long. And this is like you know, numerous generations have come through, and and people do talk about their their ballpark up there. I mean. Granted, they still hit the ball hard, but they, uh, their fence might be a little short. But they're <laughs> they whack it. I mean, wherever so if there's no fence, you know, they get doubles instead of home runs. But they, uh, every I mean, their lineup is stacked. Um, I mean, they have two. I mean, Courtney Eiler and uh, Reagan Smith are two of the. Uh, you got to call them the most feared hitters in the county. And yeah, you know, I, I saw them the other day, and they could really they they turn on pitches very mm-hmm. quickly. I mean. The ball comes in quickly, but it leaves just as quickly because they they really accelerate through the through the ball uh, mm-hmm. w- when they hit. So, mm-hmm. and Ashley Mayton too, uh, their uh, outfielder turned pitcher, uh, she right. does a really nice job for them in in in, in the circle. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jess Valentine said she didn't really want to take her out of the outfield because she's one of the best outfielders right. that she's had there. But but there was a need in the pitching circle, and and she's really done a nice job in uh, in, in in stepping in uh, there. Um, mm-hmm. Well, what else is striking? What else have you seen um, so far uh, this season? Let's see. Well, of course, tonight I saw um, I saw lacrosse, uh, Linganore, excuse me, Linganore, Middletown, Oakdale lacrosse. Two yeah. really good, solid programs. Um, Oakdale, different styles. I mean, Middletown had this like methodical pass the ball around approach, and it worked for them early on. But they're up against a, a really good goalie in Oakdale, Sean Gibbons, and Oakdale had this early on. They were using this quick strike offense. They have athletes. Um, on offense, they were at, they have a good, excellent defense, but they had some injuries there. But with a goalie that they had, and uh, that can help it a lot on the defense. Yeah, we should point out it was noteworthy on the girls' side of that game. Uh, Middletown beat Oakdale seven to six. It's Oakdale's mm-hmm. first loss um, in the county since since Middletown got them <laughs> way back in May of, of 2013. So, and and those are teams that could be seeing each other a few more times. Right. Uh, it, was, it was a great game, uh, well played. Uh, both teams typically score upwards of 20 goals a game, and and, and the final score was seven to six. Mm-hmm. Uh, both goalies um, played really well. Uh, Kaylee Balcom uh, 
for um, uh, for Oakdale and uh, Bridget Remsburg for Middletown. So it was a really good game, and and I look forward to seeing those teams um, uh, play again in the playoffs. Uh, this time of year, you guys just started up uh, the prep page. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, how do how do people just get your stats and stuff? Email, yeah, yeah. email them into us, and uh, and uh, we had a pretty good turnout for the first uh, first week. Springs it's interesting because you have a lot like with baseball and softball. There's so many different categories. You know, you have uh, three hitting categories, three pitching categories. So it's a little more extensive than the other sports, but. Eh. Get so email email is the best way to get it to you, and, mm-hmm. and and the deadline is when it's it's five p.m. on Wednesday, right? On Wednesday, okay, yeah. yeah. So we like to have all the information before that for publication that week. You can get it to us uh, later, but but uh, but to get it in that week, we need to have it by Wednesday at five p.m. The spring season always moves pretty fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're jamming a lot into a pretty pretty condensed amount of time. <laughs> and it's always a factor in baseball with pitching, and that's one of the. Few, I actually saw a baseball game last week. Uh, in Linganore got to see them get their first win. It sounds like, a, gee, they only have one win, but, you know, they haven't had many games in before that, and there's a bunch of good teams out there as far as I can tell. Actually, you look at our standings, there are a bunch of teams with, like, two or three losses, and baseball, it all depends on who's on the mound, you know, that day. Right. Uh, at least the weather has warmed up. It's not raining as much as it did last year. I mean, last year was one of the worst springs, I think, both of us could mm-hmm. could remember, so... Hopefully that holds true. I mean, well, we always have weather issues during the spring, but hopefully they stay at a relative minimum so far. John, thanks for coming mm-hmm. in as always, and we'll, we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. So, And we'll be right back with uh, Frank Husson of Urbana Softball. Why do I train? Why do I train? I train to jump higher. I train because I have something to prove. Be faster. And because speed, strength, and being better overall on and off the field is my mission. Nothing to me is impossible. I'm Andrew Simpson from Players Fitness and Performance in Frederick, Maryland. We have found that most middle and high school athletes do not have complete confidence, which is holding them back from being their best on and off the field. As official partners with FCPS, our why is to inspire athletes like yours to believe in themselves and perform more confidently and consistently in sports and in life. That's our why. What's your why? For more information, check out our website at www.playersfitnessandperformance.com. We are back here on the Final Score Podcast, and the Urbana softball team is off to a 6-1 and one start this season. Their head coach is Frank Husson, and he joins me now in studio. How are you, Frank? I'm doing well, Greg. Uh, you, you, said, you said your team uh, this season, you told me last week that it reminded you a lot of your state championship team back in 2011. Oh, how so? It does. Um, you know, when I think back about the uh, the success of a team, um, you obviously need talent in order to progress through the state ranks. But you need more than talent. You need a team that works real well together, that gets along together. And um, you know, the 2011 team really set the bar for me. Those young ladies, they got along. They were friends off the field. And I think that conveyed to their performance on the field. This 2019 team reminds me a lot of them in, in that respect because the girls get along with one another. Uh, I see them hanging out with each other off the field and, and socializing off the field. And I think that uh, is going to go a long way for us. But on the field, it's a pretty nice comparison, too. I mean, you guys, you could pitch, it seems. You could hit. I mean, you guys could really do it all this year. We have a very well-rounded team. Um we started off with 16 on our varsity roster. Unfortunately, we didn't get enough young ladies out for a JV team 
which allowed me to carry a larger uh, varsity roster. Yeah. Get some of the younger girls an opportunity to receive coaching at the varsity level. Um, fortunately, we did keep a roster of 16 because, as I mentioned, uh, walking into the building, we're fighting that injury bug. We've got uh, a number of young ladies that are banged up fighting uh, arms uh, injuries. I've got uh, one young lady with a, a sprained ankle. So uh, I've got 13 healthy at the moment. Is, is that a low number, a high number at this time of year? I mean, yeah, I mean, we're not even that far into the season, so it doesn't seem like the war of attrition has had that much of a chance to take hold yet. Not yet. Uh, I'm hoping that we can put an end to it. Uh, we're giving our, our trainer a lot of work early in the season, and we're trying to uh, get these young ladies healthy so that when May rolls around, playoffs roll around, we're fully healthy, and, and uh, we've got all of our, our top players in the positions that uh, we project them to be playing. It's a pretty young team too, right? We're very young. We have uh, eight sophomores, one freshman, um, four seniors, three juniors. So very, very young lineup. So this is a group you could work with for a few seasons. That has to make you pretty excited. It is. And and I think that's another comparison to that 2011 team. Um, we had four or five girls uh, that came in as freshmen and started as freshmen. Uh, the the following year, we had four more freshmen come in that started. So I had nine freshmen and sophomores that uh, came through together. And I think that uh, that definitely helped us as we progressed into their junior, senior years. Yeah, when freshmen and sophomores can get valuable varsity experience like that, I mean, how much does that help? What is the value of that? I, I think it pays dividends when we get into their junior and senior year, um, they're accustomed to the pressure. You know, the high school game, I think, is a little bit different than what they encounter with their travel ball, their club teams. Um, it, it's it's only 12 weeks in length, so it's a very short season. It's very intense. Uh, the rivalries and the expectations of representing your school, I think, puts a different type of pressure on the players. And when they start out as freshmen um, and progress through um, at the varsity level all four years, I think it gives them an opportunity to settle in and really focus on on execution um, of the fundamentals and the mechanics and not worry so much about uh, the pressure of being on the varsity team. Yeah, they're, they're sort of reacting in, instead of thinking at that point, right? Yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, I mean, and there's really nothing they haven't seen before uh, either. So, we, or, we, hope. <laughs> we hope. I mean, you, you never know. As soon as you say that, you see something that you haven't seen before. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So so what do you what do you really like about this group? Um, the togetherness. I think they're very very coachable young ladies, and I'm a fundamentalist. I think if we focus on the fundamentals and and we uh, refine the mechanics, then. As you mentioned earlier, we're not going to encounter every th anything we haven't seen yet. Right. And I think that uh, by focusing on those fundamentals, um, it's going to allow us to encounter those situations, react to those situations, and make the routine plays when we encounter them. Right. You have a terrific uh, sophomore pitcher, uh, Spencer uh, Rupinta. Uh, she, she, she throws a, a great game. Uh, she's fearless out there. She she doesn't back down from any situation it seems, and she also uh, helps herself out by swinging a pretty nice bat uh, uh, in in most games. Uh, tell us about Spencer. Spencer uh, um, last year she really stepped up 
as a freshman and established her role as our number one pitcher. Um, we had two freshman pitchers last year, Sarah Aker um, and Spencer. Sarah's family transferred to Florida. Her father's in the military. They transferred to Florida. But Spencer established herself as our number one um, about the middle of the season last year and, and carried us through the playoffs, um, pitched a, a tremendous ball game against Sherwood in the, uh, the regional playoffs last, last year. And coming into this season, um, she was our number one pitcher. I, I think you hit the nail on the head with not only is she a well-rounded pitcher, but she also swings the bat really well. Um, making some adjustments early in the season, but she's starting to hit the ball solid, starting to square up on it and, and uh, hit the ball well. So I, I think she's going to be a force to be reckoned with, not only in the circle, but also when she's at the plate. Yeah, when, when you play baseball, when you play softball, you have to be able to shake off bad pitches, bad at-bats, bad, bad moments. And Spencer seems to do that really well. She does. She does. And... Um, I like to think of it, you hear the references to ice water running through the veins. There's just no emotion out there. If That's uh, what you want, right? You do. You do. Uh, Three-second memory, you know, the, whatever terminology you use. Um, I, I remind the ball players all the time that we can't change history. When she makes a pitch, when the ball's out of her hand, we can't pull the ball back. We can't change that pitch. We make the pitch. Hopefully it works out for us. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned to you after the game the other night, on the rise ball. Yeah. At, uh, yeah. I, I saw you play North Hagerstown. Right. She gave up a home run. Right. But you were the one that took the blame for the home run. I took the responsibility for that because um, the first inning, that same hitter hit a rise ball. And I made the mistake on calling a rise ball a second time to her. And she deposited over the fence. So Spencer executed the way she was supposed to execute. That was a mistake on my part. Um, but she didn't bat an eyelash. She came right back and just pick, picked up where she left off and it, started getting people out again. And that's what we're looking for. And from that perspective, um, Alexa Murphy was my, my pitcher in that state championship team. Never got rattled in the circle. When you watched her pitch, she never showed any emotion one way or another. If something good happened defensively, she had the same stoic look on her face. Spencer reminds me a lot uh, of Alexa in that regard. Something good happened, something bad happened. Uh, you just don't see a reaction from her. Right, and, and, and that's tough to develop at a young age. I mean, often you see a, a player develop that over their four years in high school, but, but Spencer's only a sophomore, which makes that quality about her all the more remarkable, it seems. I have to wonder if it's a personality trait. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 could, it could be. So, yes. yeah. Uh, Taylor Roberts, uh, excellent uh, leadoff hit hitter for you. She is. Taylor does a fantastic job. Um, so interesting story about Taylor. Her freshman year, when we were doing our tryouts, Taylor was a pitcher. And when we made our selections, I gave Taylor an option. She could pitch for JV or she could play outfield for the varsity team. Okay. Her choice. She chose to play outfield for the varsity team. So she was a, a center fielder her freshman year. Um, runs like the wind, fantastic outfielder, um, started working on slapping from the left side and developed into a very, very good slap hitter. Her freshman year, I think she had a, um, an almost 700 on base percentage, um, does a fantastic job getting on base for us, scoring runs right now. She's our, 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 uh, runs leader 
with uh, 10 runs scored. Um, very high on base percentage, and, and she makes things happen with her speed. Uh, Bailey Spriggs, uh, you guys had a game uh, earlier this year. I uh, you were playing a Montgomery County team, I believe, Northwest. Uh, Northwest, yes. and uh, you guys were were trailing. Uh, <laughs> I, I think by one or two runs, Bailey comes out with two outs in the in the in the bottom of the seventh. She works the count full, and here's your storybook uh, dream scenario where you're down a certain number of runs. The count's full, down to your last pitch potentially, and Bailey connects with a home run. Uh, it was a, uh, or, a, a line drive or, to right center. Uh, it wasn't I'm, a sorry, home run. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I was extending the fantasy <laughs> and the dream a little further, but, yes. but but still, she came through with with the winning hit. She did, and and uh, that was a big moment for Bailey. Um, she hits in our four spot, and it, the coaches talk about when we pitch to her in batting practice, be it running a pitching machine or doing front toss or something like that. Um, there aren't many kids that's, that uh, scare me hitting a line drive back up the middle. Bailey's one that does. Um, when she hits the ball, she hits the ball hard. And um, the line drives up the middle, they get a little bit uh, dicey coming back at you. Right. When I saw you play North Hagerstown, it's sometimes hazardous to be a position co- or a b- base coach too, because the ball came at you, and it came so fast that you weren't able to get out of the way. Yeah, that's the first time in 21 years. No kidding, that's the first time you've been hit by a ball. First time I've been hit in 21 years. And, and you told me afterwards a few years ago that ball wouldn't have hit you. You would have been able to get out of the way. Well, I would have been able to get out of the way, or I would have caught the ball. So right. what what that tells me is the kids are just hitting the ball harder now. Right. <laughs> did that did that leave a mark? Did, did you have a bruise for a few days? I did. Yeah. I did. Knee was a little swollen. Um, you know, the kids, when they get hit, they're always excited when they have the laces. Um, I had laces on my knee. You did. Okay. I, I think that was off the bat of Julia Marquette. Is Marquardt. It? Mar- Marquardt. Uh, yes. Yeah. So did, so did Julia have to run some extra laps and practice the next day or um, – or was there any sort of repercussion for hitting the coach? None or, w- no, okay. No, I want them to hit the ball that hard all the time. Right. So, yeah. so, so you're fine with them hitting a match all the time, of as, long, as, as long as they're as long as they're making good contact. As long as they're so. hitting them that hard, they can <laughs> hit, they can aim for me all the time. I prefer that they right. go on the other side of the chalk, but if they're making that solid contact, I'll take that all day long. Right. You, you need a lot of arms to get through a softball season. How many pitchers do you have right now, Frank? Um, we have two healthy right now okay and we started the season with four um one has a sprained ankle one had some uh, elbow issues and and uh um isn't with us so i'm too healthy i hope to get one back in another week or two yeah do you expect to have a fuller contingent as you as you go on in the season as the as the playoffs approach i do i hope that we have three healthy arms uh by the time playoffs roll around obviously at that point in time spencer's going to be our workhorse Right. And, and um, in playoffs, it's her ball. And we'll we'll go from there. And managing all these arms is, is your catcher, um, uh, McKenna Latson. Well, McKenna is uh, uh, behind the plate today. Um, last year's starting catcher, Ashlyn White, was a freshman. She's battling some shoulder issues as well. Um, right now, she's my DP. Okay. Uh, just knocking the cover off the ball. She had a... a three-run home run tonight, uh, two home runs on the season, uh, 15 RBI. She is just a, a, a beast at the plate hitting the ball. Right. What sort of expectations did you set out for these girls uh, as you got going this year? 
It, it's interesting you ask that question because um, when I talk to the team about our goals, I don't put it in terms of, you know, every year we want to advance to a state championship. Right. If you don't want to advance there, then I'm not sure why you're playing this game. Um, but I put the, the goals in different terms. I'm looking for a team composed of honor roll students. Meaning? 3.0 grade point average or higher. Okay. Um, student athletes. And I take the student part very, very seriously. Um, so we monitor grades throughout the season. Uh, as soon as we're able to start monitoring grades uh, during the school year, we want to make sure that they're taking care of their work in the, in the classroom. Um, over the years, I've found that the, the young ladies that are excelling in the classroom typically also excel on the, the uh, ball field. Uh, they have that self-discipline. They have that drive, that motivation uh, to succeed. And I, I just find that one feeds into the other. Okay. You've been around the Frederick County softball team for a long time, Frank. I mean, you, you've coached some of the other uh, Frederick County uh, softball coaches. So how many years now for you in Frederick County softball? This is my 21st year. 21st year. All, all at uh, Urbana? or were mm-hmm. you, yeah. I started out at Frederick High. Oh, you did? Okay. I did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, sort of let's trace back your history. How did you become a softball coach? Um, started out when... Uh, we moved to Frederick. My oldest daughter, Nicole, also one of my coaches, one yeah. of my assistant coaches. Um, we moved to Frederick. We wanted to get her involved in in uh, some activities. Softball. I, I was a baseball, a former baseball player in high school. Um, where, where were you from? Where did you grow up? I grew up in York, Pennsylvania. Okay. Went to York High. I, yeah. And uh, uh, walked on at Temple University my freshman year. What was that like? Um, it was pretty intense, you yeah. know, playing D one uh, D one baseball um, at the time. One of the better programs in the country. Skip Wilson was the the coach down there, and and he, Skip ran a fantastic program. Um, ruptured a, an elbow tendon my freshman year, fall of my freshman year. Never got an opportunity to wear the uniform. Oh and, my and goodness! That that was a huge disappointment. Did you take that as some sort of sign, like this wasn't meant to be, or? Um, not at first. You know, sports medicine back then wasn't where it is today, so there was no Tommy John surgery or anything like that. It's uh, do as much rehab as you can. Now, ironically, the uh, the kid that came in my sophomore year to catch. Um, he and I became pretty good friends. He got drafted by the Red Sox out of college. Who's that? John Marzano. Okay. Uh, played on the first U.S. Olympic baseball team, and, and I used to joke with him that had I not gotten hurt, the name John Marzano would have never been heard it before. Been, it would have been Frank Husson. It's something like that. Um, of course, he was a much, much better ball player than I was, but uh, it was a good story, and he and I got a lot of mileage out of that. Um, but back to Nicole. So we got her involved in softball, uh, playing for – Araby, Barb and Roy Taylor. And uh, Barb, Roy got me involved in coaching at that point. Um, when Nicole went to Frederick High as a freshman, first day of tryouts, Todd Bono was coaching uh, softball at, at Frederick High. Todd and I got to talking, and we talked over a couple of days, and, and he asked me to help out with the program. Uh, at that point in time, I had no idea that it was going to extend to a 21-year coaching career in in, uh, Frederick County. Um, After Nicole's senior year, Todd 
And Todd also coached the girls' basketball team at Frederick High. Um, he announced his resignation from coaching softball. And Jeannie Provosto, who was the softball coach and AD at Urbana, reached out to me and asked me to come over, assist her for two years. Um, because at the time, there was a transition where ADs could not coach. And uh, Jeannie asked me to come over, assist her, and then take over the program at Urbana. Right. What, what, what's kept you hanging on for, for so long? Um, I really, really enjoy working with these kids. Um, I try to get former players involved in coaching. So Nicole's an assistant coach. Uh, Amy Allison, Amy Wilhelm now. I, get, I keep getting corrected on that. Uh, Amy um, played down in Southern Maryland and at Mount St. Mary's University. Um, and I, I just see it as an opportunity for them to give something back to the game that gave them so much. Right. And, and you work. I mean, what, what line of work did you get into uh, out, of, out of college? Um, I work for the, the federal government okay. and cybersecurity. I okay. do some security work. Do you, do, you have to, do you have to kill us if you, if you tell us what you do? Or, um... No, not, not at this point in time. Okay, all right. Maybe uh, at one point. Uh, uh, good, good. <laughs> but uh, not at the moment. Um, yeah, I, I do. And, um, well, that, that seems to be ever evolving, uh, field cybersecurity. I mean, it's the, fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, you, you, you wake up one day and the threats are totally different than the day before. Right. Um, the environment changes at such a rapid pace that it's very difficult to stay on top of. Right. And, and in this industry, you've got to be right a hundred percent of the time. So, you know, if I put uh, uh, the sports analogy on it, softball, if you're a 300 hitter, you're a pretty good hitter. Think about it in terms of you have to be, you have to bat a thousand every time in order to be effective. It's a huge challenge. How did you get into cybersecurity for, uh, for the government? Uh, I was in the military and uh, um, I was a system analyst and we had... Office of Special Investigation was looking for assistance on uh, tracking some stuff down, and I helped them out with it, and, and it just kind of blossomed from there. Does this get into, like, counterterrorism type stuff, too, or or is it just or any any threat uh, over the Internet? It, it's any threat. Yeah. Are, are most of the threats, how would you characterize most of the threats? Are they small? Are they big? Should we be having nightmares and sweating at night, or, or, or what? I think we it, with anything, we need to be vigilant. Yeah. As long as we're vigilant, you know that that's the biggest uh, the biggest thing. Okay, uh, so you say you didn't think you'd be sticking around the softball scene this long. I, I didn't expect to, but uh, uh, you know you develop the rapport with these kids and 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 you start working with them. And and um, when I took my current position, I ha I held a staff meeting my my second day on the job, and. Uh, I was talking to the staff, giving them a little bit of insight into who I was, what I did, what my interests were, and I talked about coaching high school softball. And one of the staff members asked me, he said, uh, is your team successful? I said, great question. How do you define success? Are you looking at it purely from a one-loss perspective? I think over the years we've won more games than we lost. I define success a little bit differently. When I look back at the young ladies that came through the program, and what they're doing today. There are former uh, former players that are now doctors, nurses, engineers, teachers, 
and probably the most important job of all, their mothers. And uh, from that perspective, I think we've been pretty successful. Yeah, so you're not looking at it like, what's our record at the end of this particular season? No. Yeah. No. Right. When these kids look back on their high school playing career 20, 30 years down the line, they're not going to remember what happened in the game against South Hagerstown or, or uh, TJ or Frederick or, or any of the other schools in the area. They're going to remember the relationships that they made, the friendships that they made, and some of the, the, the um, um, characteristics that helped shape their lives when they move forward. Right. You couldn't have had the Urbana softball job for as long as you've had it without the support of your family. I mean, with, with all the hours that you've put in, with, with all the commitments that that involves, I mean, they, they've had to have been tremendously supportive of you over the years. <laughs> it, it was. And uh, my wife and, and both daughters have been extremely um, supportive over the years. My wife jokes about it and says she pays Urbana to uh, – keep me on as a softball coach so uh, keeps you out of the house it keeps me out of the house yeah i i'll I'll be uh i'll be honest with you greg the probably the most trying time for me as a coach was when my youngest daughter sarah was playing ball at tuscarora um i didn't have an opportunity to see her play every day when i was coaching at frederick with nicole i was there with her every day when when sarah was at tuscarora I didn't have that opportunity, and I felt like I was missing something. Um, were you were you, you were coaching against her, right? I was coaching against her, yeah. That had to be incredibly awkward. <laughs> it was. Um, the players on both teams handled that situation extremely, extremely well. Um, earlier, I alluded to calling pitches. I call almost every pitch uh, in our games. When my daughter would come up to bat, I refused to call pitches against my own daughter. As a matter of fact, I would walk out of the dugout, go behind the backstop, I'd cheer for my daughter, and after her at-bat was over, I'd go back to coaching the team. But I could not bring myself to coach against my own daughter. Right. Do your pitchers, do they shake you off uh, every once in a while? Um, They do. They do. And uh, um, I want them to feel comfortable doing that. If I'm calling a pitch that they just don't feel confident in, I want them to have the confidence that they can shake me off and go to something that they feel a little bit more comfortable with. Right. Over the years, you guys have been a 3A program. You've been a 4A program. I mean, how do, how do you sort of look at the difference between the two classifications? Um, 3A, I, I find 3A probably one of the more difficult uh, classifications because of the number 3A schools in Frederick County. Um, it, when we were 3A, you know, we're, we're beating up on other 3A schools just to get out of the region. 4A, we're beating up on schools in other regions, uh, other districts. So um, I much prefer the, the uh, 4A classification. Okay, yeah, and you're often knocking heads with with one of your former players, uh, Andrea Poffenbarger at Ligonor when you're in 3A it, too. She was a former coach. Um, former she, yeah, coach, yeah. She played over at Middletown, and uh, she was the first JV coach um, when I took over the program at her back. Okay, yeah, right. I, I, I mixed up the, the, the facts there. So. Yeah. But, but, but is it weird when you, when you coach against Andrea? No, I don't think it's weird. Um, we, we've had that friendly rivalry over the years. And but, but you're not like knocking each other out of the playoffs and stuff like that. Yeah, that's the tough part. Yeah. That's the tough part. And, and um, over the years, I worked with a number of the Linganore pitchers. 
Joanna Kralowitz, Sarah Fry, um, and, and uh, Jenna McLean, who's at, at Linganore right now. Um, it's kind of bittersweet to go out and beat them in a game, knowing that I've worked with them, I, I've helped them refine the, the pitching skills, and now I'm putting my hitters up against, up against those ladies. So uh, with Joanna Kralowitz, um, she threw a no-hitter against us the last time she pitched against uh, Urbana. And uh, I told her how proud I was of her and indicated I was a little disappointed that she didn't throw me a bone. All the hours that I put into helping her, and she couldn't throw me a bone and let us get one hit. Right. But Yeah. How do you look at the sort of the overall softball scene in Frederick County uh, over the years? Like a game like baseball and softball, it can be a great equalizer. It's not like football and basketball where the big schools have the advantage necessarily. Like some of the small school, some of the smallest schools in Frederick County, Brunswick, Catoctin, Walkersville, they they play some of the best ball. They do. I mean, you mentioned Catoctin. Jess runs a phenomenal program up in Catoctin, and you know when you play Catoctin, you better bring your hitting shoes because they're just going to outslug you. Um, they're going to hit the ball, hit the ball, hit the ball. And, by the way, they play pretty good defense as well. Are, are they on your schedule this year? They are not on the ah, schedule that, that's this unfortunate. Year. I would like to see you guys uh, butt heads uh, this season because you, you have a great team, and Jess, of course, has a great team too. Yeah, yeah. hopefully um, um, if we both advance into the playoffs, we'll have an opportunity to do maybe a joint practice or something. Right, and you've seen Walkersville already this season too. We did pretty, pretty, pretty. They always have a good team too. It seems, yeah. They're always they're always uh, well coached, and and they always uh, play scrappy softball. Linganore, same thing. Um, one of the things I've recognized is um, this seems to be cyclical in nature. Um, different schools get the power, get the talent uh, on a cyclical basis. Urbana, we've had our talent. We've been uh, we've been competitive year in year out. Some years, we've had a little bit more talent. We've advanced a little bit further than other years, um, and and I see that across the county. I, I don't think that there is a single one or two dominant programs that are just always that power. I think that uh, uh, there's parity and. I mentioned uh, TJ earlier and the job that Paul Jennings is doing over at TJ. Yeah, they're the, they're the team that, that, that got you this year. They beat us 6 nothing. Uh, Winterhawk threw a fantastic game against us. They played good defense, very, very aggressive on the base pass. Um, they earned that victory. And and uh, so they're a team that's gonna, that others are going to have to contend with when it comes time for playoffs. All right. How has your uh, job evolved as a coach over the last 21 years? I mean, now we have social media, which wasn't existent uh, uh, when you started. Kids are tweeting. They're, 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 they're putting their lives out there for, for people to, to see and to consume in, in, in some way, shape, or form. Just how have you had to adjust? How has your job changed over the last 21 years? I don't know that my job has changed at all because of social media. Um, no, but just other factors too. Like it, over the course of time, things change. It, it things have changed over the, the uh, past twenty-one years, and and it's interesting because uh, um, Nicole, Dave Gray, and other former players. She was on my two thousand eleven state championship uh, team. She is our JV coach, um, and, and the two of them have have commented that I'm getting soft. As how so. Um, I may not be as hard nosed on the players as I once was, 
and and uh, a couple years ago, Danny Wolf, uh, umpire in the area, um, had commented on uh, a play that it was a close play, and uh, uh, we were on offense. I I didn't dispute it with the umpires, and in between innings, Danny Wolf walked up to me. He said, "Coach," he said, uh, "You're getting soft." He said, "A couple years ago," he said there would have been a, a lengthy discussion about that play. Have you ever been thrown out of a game before? I have not. Okay. I've gotten close a few times, I think. You know, you, you walk up to that line, and, and hopefully you don't step over that Some line. coaches want to step over it, though. They're, 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 like, so irritated. That it's, like, their goal or mission to get thrown out of the game. Maybe not – you don't see it as much on the high school level because the coach is trying to be a good good role model and example for the, for the kids to some extent but some but some people like just want to say their piece and they don't they don't care if they get tossed <laughs> understood yeah and and i've seen that a few times um my experience has indicated that it's counterproductive to the performance of the team right if the coach is out there disputing and 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 arguing with the umpires i think it disrupts the the mindset of these players and some coaches use it as motivation for their team to get their teams fired up. I think that the opposite can happen as well. Right. You see a lot of familiar faces around. I mean, you, you, your daughter's on the staff. Your, your scorekeeper has been with you a long time, too. Mike so. Grooms has, has uh, done a phenomenal job for us. And, how, how, has he been with you most of the way? Or? He has been, yeah. 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 His, his daughter, Kim, played for me um, back in the early 2000s, shortly after I took over the program. And uh, Mike started keeping a book for me then. He was also keeping a book for the Urbana girls basketball team for quite a few years. Yeah. And uh, Mike indicated that uh, when I retire, he's retiring. Um, now that his grandkids are starting to play ball, he may beat me to that retirement thing. Okay. Uh, that, that segues perfectly into my final question for you, Frank. How much longer might you be doing this? When will you know it's time to, to, to walk away? That's a really interesting question. Um, I had a similar question after we won the state championship. Is this your last year coaching? And that was what? 2011. Eight, eight, eight years ago eight now. Eight years ago. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. And uh, the, the answer that I've provided on a consistent basis is it's a year-to-year thing. Uh, when I stop having fun, I'm going to stop coaching. Now, Nicole has indicated to me that now that my granddaughters are starting to play softball, I have to continue coaching at least until they're done with high school. Oh, no. Um, how, that, that, how, that's what I said. How old are the, gra- how old are the grandkids? <laughs> eight and five. Okay, eight and five. Eight so, and four. So, so, yeah, it, eight. so it'll be a while until they get through high school. Uh, it will be. And I look forward to sitting on the sidelines and cheering for them and, and uh, um, encouraging the coaching staff to continue doing a fantastic job leading those young ladies. But, but, but could you imagine waking up and not feeling – joy or a thrill for, for for the job anymore i mean it, it seems sort of hard to picture at the moment <laughs> it is and and uh um when the season ends i take a few days off and and say it, it's nice to have a break in the evenings um but usually by the beginning of june i'm looking forward to march 1st so we can get started again with softball right where, where do you go on summer vacation? Do you go to the beach usually, or, or, or where, do you, where do you go to get away? Um, usually I'm working through the summer. The past few years uh, we've been going to Hawaii uh, oh, wow. in the, the uh, late fall, early winter. What, what island? Uh, over to the big island. Okay, and, yeah. And uh, I've got family that own some rental properties over there. We go over and, and stay with them for a couple of weeks and 
just relax. Have you talked to my colleague Joe Ferraro about this? He used to live and work on the Big Island. I have so, not talked to him about so that. So I, yeah. I, I, I will uh, bring that up uh, uh, as, as we depart today, and you guys may, maybe you can have a little conversation about it. So. Outstanding, yeah. Yep. Frank, we wish you continued success. Uh, thanks a million for, uh, for, for coming in, and uh, look forward to seeing how this season progresses uh, for you and your girls. Thanks, so. thanks for having me. Yep. Uh, thanks to Graham Cullen, uh, producer, as always. And uh, thanks to our fine sponsor, Players Fitness and Performance in Frederick. I'm Greg Swatek, and we'll see you back here next week on the Final Score Podcast.